Hello, and welcome to the Generous Life Podcast. My name is Lori Farquhar, and I have the pleasure of having a guest with me today. Then the topic is on estate planning. So please join me in welcoming Joanne Doubt. She's an estate attorney here locally, and she has a long history with NCF South Florida. Joanne, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been practicing law in the area of estate planning for 41 years. If you could see me, you could tell I have a lot of white hair to show it. Um, I love estate planning. I love working with families who want to straighten everything out and give do some giving as part of their estate plan. That's the fun part. Wonderful. So how do you know about NCF South Florida? I used to be on staff with NCF Twin Cities up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, learned about an opportunity down here, so it didn't take much to get me to move from Minnesota to Florida. Very easy. So I can imagine. Yeah. So wonderful office here. Uh, Fort South Florida is blessed to have this office here. Wonderful, wonderful. So you know a little bit about what we do, mm-hmm. and now you can actually help counsel people. Uh, from the from both sides, really, because you've worked internally at NCF, and now you are working externally as a, as an estate attorney. That's um, right. So tell us tell us about some of the secrets to your estate planning process. Well, one thing I like to start out with is telling my clients they are accountable for the resources that God has entrusted to them. They are not accountable for their children's resources. And most importantly of all, they are not accountable to their children for the resources that God has entrusted to them. They are accountable to God. So estate planning can be a complex topic, but it's just a matter of understanding your property and putting a plan in place. Interesting. Tell us why you're so emphatic about the children. Tell us what how how should we be thinking about our children? You have children. I have children. What well, should we be doing? So often children, not ours, of course, they're all per- perfect, right? <laughs> but um, uh, I have a sense of entitlement um, and don't have any appreciation what, for what the parents have done and gone through and built and saved. Uh, and often the children may not have a relationship with the Lord. And as a parent, that's one thing that we need to keep in mind is we need to teach and train our children how to handle an inheritance when it comes their way so that they do not squander it. We need to teach them God's principles of stewardship and uh, just taking care of the resource that God's entrusted to them. Excellent, excellent. Train up your children when they are young. Yes. And then they will go, what's the rest They'll return of to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll return to the Lord. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you're, when you're first meeting with a client, why don't you kind of set the stage for us and tell us what are the things that you ask them about? Well, I ask them about their family. I need to know what their relationships are like, um, what their backgrounds are like, what makes them who they are. But I, when I tell them, um, when we begin the estate planning process, there's basically three buckets for giving. Number one is individuals and family. Number two is the church and charity. And number three is the IRS and tax. Now, I have yet to have anyone tell me that their favorite charity is the IRS. Mm-hmm. So if when I work with my clients, if we can minimize or eliminate the tax bucket, that just means they've got more to give to their family and more to give to the church and charity. So that's my main focus, which is done so easily with the tools that NCF has. The most common one is an NCF donor advised fund. This is the perfect bucket for doing charitable giving through estate planning because you can change it all the time at no cost. You, you, um, you can 
appoint your children or other friends as successor advisors on the fund, and then you can give them a letter of instruction for how you want your donor-advised fund distributed when you're no longer living. And with this, you can create a legacy. For instance, you could write a letter of instruction saying, okay, for the next five years, I want X amount of dollars going to my church and a couple of these charities. And then for five to 10 years, here's how I want it to be paid out. Um, But you can create a legacy. I always tell people, just because you die does not mean your giving to your church should stop. Your church has been depending on you for years. And just because you die, you should not stop giving. So create that legacy through the NCF Donor Advised Fund. You can change it every day. You don't have to tell a lawyer. It's just so easy. Well, I could hear a round of hallelujahs coming from all of our churches <laughs> in South Florida with that note. Um, that is, it is actually one of those things that people just don't think about. No, they don't. And unfortunately, most lawyers don't even mention it. So most people don't even know that they can leave something to the church in their will. Mm-hmm. And that's such an important a piece of the estate plan. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So at NCF, when we're meeting with a family and we're talking about what are they dreaming about? What would, would what would they like to accomplish? Do they have a giving strategy? Um, some of the questions we ask them is, you know, have you thought about how much you need to live on for the rest of your life? Have you determined, you know, a finite amount that you want to leave to your children or other heirs. And then what are you going to do with the rest? That's right. Why has God given you so much more? That's the fun part to develop a charitable giving strategy and have a plan in place. Mm -hmm. And so there's a saying out there, uh, do your giving while you're living. So you be a knowing where you're going. That's good old Ron Blue. (laughs) (laughs) That's so, it's so important. Well, you know, another thing to consider is timing. Um, When do you give the money to your children? How old should they be? Are they mature enough to handle it? Um, And the Bible is full of examples. For instance, the the parable of the prodigal son. That's a clear example of a father who gave his son his inheritance way before the son was mature enough to handle it. And what did the son do? Well, we all know he blew it. Mm -hmm. He wasn't mature enough. His father hadn't taught him or trained him. Mm -hmm. So timing is so important. Um, on when the, when the money is turned over to the children. And that's what trusts are used for. Trusts are great. It can have the money set aside, being invested, um, and waiting until the children are mature enough. Wonderful. Wonderful. And then do you, um, when you're talking about an estate plan, people are normally thinking about well, after they're gone, right? After they've gone to heaven. And, um, but do you talk to them about actually doing the, some giving before that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I typically, if, if I can get someone to write a church or a ministry into an estate plan, their lifetime giving to that church or charity will increase just naturally because they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. They, they've, it's on their mind. You know, if you buy IBM stock, what do you do? You're watching the stock every day. Same thing. If you put X amount of dollars in your donor advice fund or to your church in your will, you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And that just automatically increases your lifetime giving. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. So Joanne, you and I have known each other for 10 years, and we went through a small group um, that was called Prime Movers. And part of the the ultimate goal of Prime Movers is for Christians to act like Christians Mm -hmm. and to develop a holy ambition. Yes. Would you mind sharing your holy ambition with our listeners? Not at all. That was such a wonderful program that we went through. Um, And my holy ambition is releasing resources for God's kingdom. 
And that's what I can do through estate planning. Wonderful. So God has just blessed um, my estate planning practice and really enabled me to release resources for his kingdom through the estate planning process. And do you have a dollar amount as as a goal? A billion would be nice. nice. Right right I'm right now I'm about at 800 800 million. Well, I think your goal needs to go up then. I know. So anyway, <laughs> uh yeah, I, I I keep track. I have a little private ledger so I can keep track on when my clients leave something to the to God's kingdom. That that's just a win for me. If I can be if I can participate in having someone leave something to their church or a charity in their estate plan, I love that. That's excellent. And I love that you keep track of it. And that is that is keeping track of God's promises to right. us, right? You're right. praying about this. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a, that's another question. Do you pray with your clients? Not always. Not all my clients are believers. Um, so uh, sometimes I prayed with them. Um, but more often than not, I do not pray with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's interesting because part of the estate planning process is playing the what-if game. I'll say to the husband, what if you die first? Then what's going to happen? Or to the wife, what if you die first? And if, um, it's kind of funny because unbelievers just panic when I talk about death, how, the reality of death. And um, But it's, we have to play that game because we've got to go through the steps. What's going to happen when someone, how, what are the steps that are going to happen when someone does die? What's next? What, how do you want it to happen? That's why we call it estate planning. I love it. We can plan ahead and make, we can basically get, make anything happen that you want. But if you wait until it's too late, it's, it's too late. You get a very bad result. I have more people calling me saying, mom has dementia. Now she needs a will. Well, it's too late. <laughs> it's a little late. What happens in a case like that? Well, they just end up dying without a will. And then the Florida statute controls, or any state statute controls, they're called the laws of descent and distribution, and it's very specific where assets are going to go when someone dies without a will. There's no wiggle room, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. And most people would not really like what happens. So it's, I think it's our responsibility as stewards to get an estate plan in place and steward the resources that God has entrusted to us. Amen. Amen. And I know, Joanne, you have such a generous heart. I know you have extended offers to ministries and to pastors Mm -hmm. to really help them make sure that they get a will in place or get their house in order. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And, you know, especially for pastors um, to be a role model in their church to say, I have a will. I, I made a plan. I've included my church in my plan. Um, I think that's a, that's a pretty big deal. That's a great talking point for all you pastors out there that are listening to this podcast. Yeah, and for ministries to be able to say, for the, for the director of a ministry to say, I have a will and this ministry is receiving a distribution from my estate when I die. That's a pretty big deal. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good sales um, pitch to give to their donors to say, get a will in place and leave something to this ministry. Mm-hmm. Sure is. And a lot of ministries are thinking about legacy planning now. Yeah. You know, we're in the we're in the midst of the great wealth transfer where the boomer generation is 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 dying um yeah. and also giving um leaving inheritance and women are receiving inheritance and also making more money than they ever have. And so people are thinking about, well, what is my legacy and how will I how will I leave my legacy? And so ministries have, are really struggling with this, from what I can tell. I've, yeah. I know I've been asked personally a lot of questions about how can I 
articulate this? How do I communicate, you know, that you can leave money as part of your legacy to my ministry or my church? So what would you say to those people? I'd say talk about it. Talk about it. Let people know. This is an education process. Most people don't realize they can leave something to charity or a church in their will. And if you talk about it enough, they'll get it. Mm-hmm. Put it in your newsletters. Put it in what, however you communicate with your donors. Put it in there as another um, t- talking point as far as how you can give to the ministry. It doesn't always have to be just cash giving. Or as you know from NCF, you can give other, all kinds of other assets as well with all the NCF tax strategies. But it doesn't have to be just lifetime giving. It can be de- death time giving too. Mm-hmm. Tell us about these other assets. Have you ever um, counseled? Uh, a client to give assets rather than cash? Oh, sure. Only because from the inside, I I know and love NCF. And I know and love their tax strategies with giving S-Corp stock or LLC units. I mean, all these other assets, real estate, all kinds of other things that you can use to give. So don't always just think you have to give cash. Mm -hmm. And I'll just add on there that and putting in a shameless plug for NCF (laughs) South Florida, you can actually give now so you can do your... Giving Even while you're, you're living, living, right? Uh, a complex gift. But you can also give a complex gift. That's what we call them, a non-cash asset, um, as a testamentary gift mm-hmm. to NCF. So you do all the paperwork now. Say you have that property that you don't need You don't need to have. You're not going to leave it to any of your children. Um, and it could go to your donor-advised fund at the time of death. And you can get all that ready and do a testamentary gift of that property right now. Exactly. And the other benefit of doing that is you get a step-up in basis date of death value. Otherwise, you'd have a huge capital gain if you dispose of the property during lifetime. Exactly. So when we talk about zero estate planning, mm-hmm. that's a reality, right? right? Well, of course. You, can, you don't have to pay taxes. Estate taxes are optional. You do not have to pay them. If you do enough planning, you can eliminate them. Excellent. This is great news. Um, Joanne, as we kind of wrap up this conversation, are there other things that you want to make sure our listeners know or, or simple approaches that you use when you're consulting with somebody about their will or their estate plan? I want to encourage people that it's not that big of a deal. It's just start the process and just move through the process. Most people put it off because they think it's just going to be overwhelming. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's just a straightforward process. Understand your property and get a plan in place. And I would suggest that you spend a lot of time in prayer before you meet with the lawyer. Ask God what he wants you to do with the resources that he has entrusted to you. And then you walk into the lawyer's office and tell him, okay, here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And the lawyer is just your tool. He's just your, he or she, I should say, um, is just uh, the person that's going to draft up the documents according to what you want. And that's why we call it planning. We're going to plan ahead. But sometimes I think people are hesitant to make that first step because they haven't really thought through it or they don't, you know, they're they're praying about it, but they don't really have a clear sense. Yeah. So what would you uh, recommend to those types of people? Pick up the phone. Start asking just, questions. Just, just, just get, get, start the process going. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there and put it off and put it off because it's just not a fun topic. Mm -hmm. Except for me, I love this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know for me, it's peace of mind, right? You know, that's my tagline. People say, Joanna, what do you do? I don't say I'm a lawyer. I say, I sell peace of mind. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that. Because once you get your estate plan done, you've got peace of mind. You know it's all set. 
That's cool. It did it it did that for me for sure. Joanne twisted my arm many years ago to say, "Do you have a will in place?" And I had been divorced and I had two children and um they're not yet uh walking with the Lord and I was one of the, one of the fears I had was I'm going to get hit by that proverbial bus. My money's going to go to those kids and it'll ruin them. Um, because they won't have the guardrails in place, they won't have, you know, the Christian values to to guide them. And so, I met with Joanne. She made the will and the trust piece of this so easy mm-hmm. for me. She just walked me through step by step, and we went through that conversation. How much am I going to need to, you know, for me and my family the rest of my life? Um, what am I going to leave to the kids? So I came up with a finite amount. And then what am I going to do with the rest? It all goes into my donor advice fund at NCF. And I have such peace of mind as a result of that. And my kids will get some cash up front that they can do whatever they want with. But the majority of their wealth that I'm transferring is going to be in a donor advice fund for them to give away. Yes. Here's my message to children in, in the, your situation and, and others is, look, children, you're getting the entire estate. It is not being reduced by taxes. You're not wasting money on taxes, but you're getting two buckets. You're getting, getting a personal bucket that you can spend any way you want, and then you're getting a charitable bucket that you can give any way you want. That's it, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I followed your advice. I didn't consult with them first before I made this plan. (laughs) And so, so boys, if you're listening to the podcast, now you know you get a ton of money to give away. (laughs) And Auntie Joanne will help you. Yes. (laughs) All right, Joanne, any parting thoughts, uh, things that we haven't covered that you think we should um, tell our listeners about? You know, I I think we covered all the bases. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's been a pure joy to have you in the studio again today. Feeling is mutual. She is becoming a regular here <laughs> on the Generous Life podcast, and we love that. All right, Joanne, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Generous Life podcast. If anything that we talked about piqued your interest and you want to know more, say you want to have a conversation with Joanne, you can contact her at jdoubtpa.com. J-D-A-U-D-T-P-A.com. And if you're interested in opening up a donor advised fund, don't wait. Visit us at the NCF South Florida website at ncfgiving.com forward slash South Florida.